Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized, shark-infested waters of ours so that you can be a happy little healthy fishy swimming through the sea of life. And in today's episode, Sammy and I are going to be doing some more myth-busting. Last week was all about couples watching porn and how that is a terrible idea, but somehow it has passed some people's logical filters. And this week is all about porn as education in general, because so many people are led to believe that if they want to learn about sex, just watch porn. We know some people who get into porn with the best intentions just because they're curious and they have no idea what they're getting into. So we just want to show you this myth, present this myth, and absolutely annihilate it uh, because it's egregious and it doesn't deserve the light of day. So let's get into it. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Andrew up here along with... Mumbly Jack. What's your hey, name? Hey, it's me, Mumbly Jack. I'm Sammy Uyama. <laughs> hey guys. That's me. We are we are here. We are we are allowed to be here. The cosmos has allowed us, has has blessed us with the power to communicate today. And we want to start myth busting part two. We busted some myths last night in the face. We just like busted in them the- up. Those ball in its balls, we busted or the ball busters of myths. Well, I was just trying to be decent, but yeah, whatever, whatever you say, sure. And we got some more, we got some more. There's you know, a lot, there's a lot out there, uh, a lot of misinformation, a lot of totally egregiously wrong information, and then there's some kind of true information, and then there's some stuff that's really true. So, we want to talk about prevailing myths that are just hurting people. And we want to cut them down to size and chop them up and throw them away. We don't even want to recycle these ones. We want to incinerate them. Okay. And in today's episode, what are we going to be busting? Which myth are we going to be busting, Sammy? Busting the myth of using porn as education, learning from porn, getting cues on how to spice up your sex life or learn how sex works or how to have good sex. And using porn as a reference for that. We want to take that myth. We don't even want to just burn it up. We want to pack it in a rocket ship and shoot it out of this atmosphere until it no longer exists in this galaxy anymore. (laughs) Well, (laughs) just because you send something into space, it's still going to be in our galaxy, Sammy. I don't know. No, no, Uh, far, far away. Keep going and going and going, at least to Mars. We got a lot of gas in that. Okay, got it. Yes, we want it. We want it annihilated. We want a gun. And the reason is this. Uh, there are so many psychologists. I mean, I've read so many articles, especially psychology today that consider human beings to be just mass, you know, just a brain, a mass of molecules and some brains, you know, and completely disregarding the nuance of our spirituality, our hopes and our dreams, all these things. And so, um, when you talk about things like, pornography as education, it's uh, often not discussed in very personal terms. It's discussed as though we are just one-dimensional beings who are just basically animals. And of course, from that worldview, it makes sense. We're speaking to you at the level of, you know, the fact that you're a multi-dimensional being. 
you are more than just your body. You are your mind. You are, you know, the potentiality of so many hopes and dreams. And I was thinking about this today. Where do ideas come from? They're not already in your brain. So where do they come from? You can't just think of an idea because where is it? Is it already where if it's not in your brain, where is it? So you have your mind and you have access to all sorts of endless ideas that exist all around you when you're tuned in, as they say. But you also have a heart. You have all this connection to emotion. You have a, a spirit that connects us to each other. Sammy, have you ever had an experience where where you like you felt you could you should call somebody and then you call them? And then like, well, I was just thinking about you. And you're like, well, I was just thinking about you. Have you ever had that? Sure. Yeah. But so I want to share something more bizarre. When that happened okay. the other way, like uh, my mom, she called me up one day just like that. This is so crazy. I was uh, away at school in Korea and um, I, I fell off a fence. You know, I was climbing a fence, fell off the top. I scratched, <laughs> you know, I scratched my you know back. You know when you fall you know, off every, a fence, right, guys? You know, at home. <laughs> anyway, I got, I scraped, I got scratched on my back. And then my mom, she woke up, she, uh, woke up one morning and she had, she got this like crazy red mark on her back, basically that same wow. day where she was like, she got this weird mark that she couldn't explain, you know, this uh, pain on her back and these markings. And she doesn't, she goes, she doesn't just think like, whoa, it's so weird. Where did this come from? She goes, she jumps straight to, Oh, I need, I should, I need to call Sammy, make sure he's okay. Right. Wow. And, and, uh, so she called me up and I was like, yeah. And she's like, Hey, how's it going? So, you know, I, I fell off a fence. I was like, yeah, I was playing with my friends and I fell off a fence. And then, and then, uh, I got the scratch on my back and she told me the story about how she woke up with it. That was so weird. So that's my so, experience yeah. with the connectedness of us as human beings. There you go. And so this, I mean, there's countless stories like that. I'm sure we all have experienced something to some degree of that nature, whether we remember it or not. And then you factor that into sexuality and then you start to, you start thinking about, well, what's porn if we are connected to these people in this screen that we're watching in some strange way that we might not always understand, right? So mm -hmm. we are these multidimensional means is what I'm saying. And so that does not get factored in when you hear these psychologists talking about sex. It's very mechanical. Okay. So I want, I, I just want to contextualize that we're not just their bodies and the life would be very different and our understanding of sex would be very different if that were the case because there'd be no consequence to hurting people. There would be no consequence to ourselves for denigrating ourselves and our own expectations. But the reality is we have a lot to us, many facets to us, and we need to factor sex into all of those facets. So let's get into it. Sammy. Yes, let's pull this apart. We're not even, this is not about all the ways porn negatively affects us. This is, this is just debunking the myth of porn can be useful as an educational tool. That's, we want to narrow scope. We want to narrow scope. There we go. The opposite, no, narrow cast. The opposite of broadcast. We want to narrow cast on this one topic. Ooh. So the first disclaimer I can hear ringing off my heads about people who make this claim. You know, the, I've also read articles about, you know, really accredited people who people you can't help but make the assumption that they know what they're talking about these kind of psychologists and professionals make these you know really casual claims that yeah porn can be a really useful way for an individual to understand sexuality understand their preferences and um what they like and how it works and you know what how to increase the excitement in the relationship and this word like could be can be is like the first they like d it's the first uh disclaimer of kind of putting themselves in safe territory. And so they're, they're already ceding to the point that 
it's not always the case that there, so yes, there's unhealthy, there's unhealthy porn, there's dangerous porn out there, but it can be. If you find the right kind of porn, then, you know, you can learn a lot from it. And that in itself, um, I think it's like really the same argument of saying, if you dig deep enough in a big enough dumpster, you can find something really edible and delicious. Right. And so, so even in, which is true, by the way. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) So even, even the claim in and of itself, I think, is enough to disqualify it. It's like, yeah, even, and I'm saying it's not the case. I'm saying that porn is sure. nothing useful and helpful to teach you about sex. So I'm making that clear. But I'm also, I'm also making the claim that even if it were the case that you could learn something useful from sex, it doesn't justify digging through all the garbage and all the junk and all the poop just to find yeah. one little gem. And there's so much, so many more efficient and effective ways to learn about sex, even from the, just that perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, you can find um, lessons and value in misery, right? Like if you're in a very bad situation and you have the right mindset, you can glean wisdom from that difficult situation, right? Like being like Nelson Mandela being put in jail for years for something that he didn't do, like he, he did not belong there, but he was able to find some way of making that time valuable. Because if he didn't, he would have become a very bitter, terrible person. But instead, he rose up, right? So there's that angle, which is like, you can find good in the bad, but why subject yourself to the bad, right? Why expose yourself to harmful chemicals if you don't need to, right? And definitely porn is like, you might be able, like Sammy said, you might be able to learn uh, something here and there from it, um, but you're also inheriting so much garbage that it it's going to weigh you down. And the things that you could learn in porn that possible, like, I don't know, practically speaking, you could learn uh, different positions of, of sex. You could learn, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you could really learn. But let's just say you're going to also inherit this really weird attitude towards the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever. You're going to... In- like this entitlement of it's okay to insult them. It's okay. And it's not going to be overt. You're not going to say it to yourself. Oh, I think it's okay to be chauvinistic. I think it's misogyny is pretty okay. You're just going to slowly watch as you don't care as much. And it doesn't hurt as much to watch somebody be degraded. When you see it again and again and again, that pain, that, that empathy that you once felt will slowly go away. So you're inheriting that. You're actually being educated for sure, but in a negative way. You're educating your soul to detach itself from your conscience, you know, from the the things that guide us towards health. And I was thinking about this. A sociopath doesn't feel the emotions of other people. That's like a psychopath, right? What is porn teaching us? To disconnect our emotions from our sex. We're turning into psychopaths. Because of porn in many ways, right? Sociopathic, we're sexual sociopaths. That's what porn is teaching us. So yes, it is a great educator. Porn is a fantastic educator in that respect. It's educating us how to be psycho <laughs> and how to, uh-huh. how to do all the, all the things that we could possibly want to do that would damage any potential of uh, intimacy, true intimacy. Yeah. Yes. So another point about porn being an educational tool is that you have to look at the context of like, what's the intention or the, you know, of why pornography is created, right? And, uh, let me, let me, how do I say it? It's what, what's the purpose that porn is trying to fulfill, right? When people create it, 
what with what do they have in mind? And it, it's not education, right? So just the idea of using something that is not designed as education as education itself, I think, is really flawed. And uh, so porn, I guess, in its in its purest, if if you were to take a pure like a um, an innocent in its most innocent form, what porn is meant to be is entertainment. I think that's what a lot of people in the industry would claim that they are. They're, they're in the entertainment industry like that. And, and that's the kind of, they treat it as just an enjoyable pastime. And so even, even with that in mind, just the idea of using something that's meant, that's created as entertainment for education, you know, and how many ways can that go wrong? What else is created with, uh, for entertainment, with entertainment in mind? You know, basically the entire Hollywood industry, right? Mm-hmm. Like every, every, every action movie with a, fast car scene, you know, every romantic comedy out there, right? You know, it's, it's people understand it's not reality, but you know, they, they, it's, you know, for enjoyment that people watch these things. So it's with the exact same principle. It's like you, why would you learn about how to have a healthy relationship with someone from romantic comedy? Or why would you learn how to drive a car from fast and the furious? Mm. Right. It's like, why would you learn about sex from something that is not meant to be a realistic um, depiction of how sex works? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think Yunna Johnson, Yunna Johnson was on this podcast. And I think she made this point that, um, when you get together, when you, when you marry somebody, when you commit yourself to somebody, you're creating something out of nothing. You're creating this garden. Consider your relationship like a garden and every seed that you plant, every time you water it, you're turning it into either a flourishing garden or you're letting the soil erode and, there's a bunch of vines that take over and it gets really gnarly looking, just ugly and gross. And nothing beautiful can grow there because it's overwrought with decay, right? And so um, when you watch porn as education, you're all you at 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 most you can copy what you're seeing, but it's not you. And it's definitely not tailor-made to the relationship that you're in. You're assuming a character and you're kind of thrusting that character physically, but also metaphorically thrusting that character onto somebody else. And then you're not you for you. So you don't get to enjoy it because you're playing a role, but also they don't get to enjoy you because you're not there. You're in character. And I know that to be true. Absolutely. That you're playing a role. Just like when you get a, I don't know if you've ever gotten like a a compliment to somebody like, oh, you look like this person when you wear those glasses. And then every time you wear those glasses, you feel like that person, right? I remember one dude is like, I had a haircut. And he's like, wow, you look like uh, Brad Pitt. And I was like, I walked around for days and been like, yo, I look like Brad Pitt. And I got into character. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the furthest thing from the truth, right? But like, I felt like, you know, this big time celebrity for a couple of days. It lasted, right? But it wasn't me. I like, I don't want to be Brad Pitt. You know, I'm, I'm happily married. I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be that dude. So the same thing goes with, with porn is that, um, what you do is you start to assume other people's traits, right? You start to have sex like another person would have sex, not like you and definitely not in a way that makes sense to your couple. So you're not creating something original. You're copying. This is facsimile sex in a way, right? You're copying somebody else's sex and it's not going to work for you. Because sex is meant to be unique. It's meant to be something that's only unique to your couple in all the world that you can create something that makes total sense for your bodies, for your minds, for your hearts, for your souls. And you, so no matter how much you learn from this or that, it, it won't fit because it's not you. 
So education um, is really, you know, learning how to care for somebody and the sex will follow. And if, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. All right. So basically the fundamental, what porn is, it's, it's, it's not, nothing inherent in it is provides anything useful to use as an educational resource. Everything that speaking to what you just said, Andrew, about how trying to mimic and copy, right? That's what sex becomes about rather than creating and inventing from scratch. Um, so another caveat, right? Like a, a direction that people might say, well, what about this? That, you know, there's this whole, so yes, the majority of porn, it's a dumpster, right? It's really every, a lot of people would agree to this. It's like maybe 80%, 90%, 95%, 99%, whatever percentage, chauvinistic, it's violent, it's et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's not healthy. But then people are like, well, but you can find, you know, something that's, you know, sweet and that's like real couples. And, you know, they have this whole, this whole uh, niche market development called ethical porn. And, you know, you can learn a lot from these things with real couples having real intimate connection. And even, even that, it's like the idea of, you know, this, I guess, is fundamentally where you have to just, you have to look at whether do you view yourself? Do we view ourselves as just, you know, bodies with, with mental capacities or are we a multidimensional spiritual being, right? That, and sex, is it meant to be just two people, you know, humping in rhythm or is it a real connected experience that something that can bring two people together? That's not just an end goal, but it's a vehicle to accomplish something greater accomplish you know real intimate connection between two human beings and if that's your goal for sex bringing anything else into that is not productive mm. uh, you're, you're you're just your your mind is preoccupied and, or filled with trying to be like that or even just imagining that or and and you're not there with your spouse and yeah. so anything that and and just the inherent nature of porn it's like a person is shrunken down to basically a two-dimensional figure you know a image or video on a screen so even the whole looking at oh it's ethical porn and everyone there really wants to be there and they're paid a f- they're, they're paid a fair wage there are all these kind of arguments that go around but anything that any kind of pornography is just the ultimate like denigration of basically women right where they're just shrunken down to objects and you're treating them just that they're not you're treating them specifically but they're just treated as you know objects to fulfill sexual interest however yeah. whatever the context is for how well they're paid. You know, whether they're into, you know, what the story is and how it's produced. It's yeah. like you, in that moment when you're sitting there watching someone having sex, they're not a, they're not a person with a history with parents, with siblings, with hopes and aspirations. They're just a body having sex on screen in front of you. Yeah. If, if, if you really cared about them, then there'd be a, you know, like interviews with them after about their interests and like how they're going to use this money, what they're doing in school, you know, <laughs> where they were raised, a shout out to their parents. None of this, none, people don't care about that. They just want, they want what they want. They want to get in and get out. But what mm-hmm. you bring up is a great point And that's supported by every single faith tradition, which is now, right? Like being present is everything. It's like how you enjoy anything is by being present now. You, the, the future can torture you through anxiety and, and, uh, the past can torture you through reliving bad experiences. And now is all that matters, right? And you cannot be in the moment. You cannot be here and now if you're distracted in any way. Porn definitely, like anybody out there who's listening, if you watch porn, if that stuff comes into your mind while you're having sex, you are not thinking about your spouse and they can feel it. 
especially if they're remotely intuitive. If they're remotely, if they're fully present, they can tell if you're not fully present. Trust mm. me. There's something about it. Just like when somebody looks in your eyes, you can tell if they're really getting you or not. If they're really listening, they could be nodding their head and all that. But if they don't get it, like I can tell my wife is good at nodding her head when she's not listening. And I'll be like, honey, did you hear anything I said? She'd be like, oh, no. Oh, no, I didn't hear it. <laughs> like, well, it why'd you nod your head? Go. <laughs> has, it, has this ever happened to you, Andrew? I, my wife's called me out a couple of times where like, uh, we we're making love. And then afterwards, I just like roll over and all right, good night. And then she's like, it's like, oh, is that it? Or was, was that, <laughs> no, I, was that just sex for you? Was, <laughs> I like completely forget about the aftercare, right? And, and the, the cuddling and the, <laughs> For us, it's always more complicated because we have three kids and there's, and there's a lot of, anyway, <laughs> probably we have a lot of adjusting we have to do regardless. So, mm-hmm. but no, I don't have that problem, but I get what you're saying. Um, but that, that idea of presence is, uh, really, it's really hard, harder and harder because of our attention span is shorter than ever as humans because of social media, because of our phones. And then you add porn into the mix. And then your sexual attention span becomes, I mean, how much, when people watch porn, they're not watching one porn movie for an hour and a half. Like we watch a normal movie, they clip to clip to clip to clip to clip. That affects your sexual attention span. It absolutely does. And so it's like, can you go long form, right? With your, when you're together with your spouse, uh, that's a totally different, you have to develop a different part of your brain, which is to, Tune into them, tune into the breathing and all this stuff that you never learn with this, you know, broken attention span. Um, so it's really bad education. The more that you ingest quick clips like the soundbite culture that we have as in, in a sexual sense, it creates sexual ADD, right? Mm, and that's yeah. really not good. That's not, that's not where passion lies. It's not where, um, real intimacy, sexual intimacy is like long form. It's like mm-hmm. sitting down and reading a book. It's like really getting immersed into it, right? Uh, and it's not Facebook. You don't watch Facebook for like 45 minutes of a bunch of little clips and get up and be like, yes, now I can take over the world. You you walk away feeling like garbage, right? It, there's, it's cheap information and it's cheap sex when you walk, when you, when you treat it like that, because you're not, you're not into it. You're just kind of searching for something, but it's not, it's like junk food. It's not giving you what you really want. Mm-hmm. So there's that too. Like I've never really thought about it in those terms, but there's a definitely sexual attention span. And the mm-hmm. further away you are from porn, actually, the longer your sexual attention span can be. And you can really focus for the entire time just on that one person. And you don't need any extra frills or anything like that. You can just be there, two people mm-hmm. really enjoying each other. And I remember seeing some statistics that they compared the amount of joy that couples were experiencing in their sex lives and they were comparing couples that have been married for decades and then couples that were new and hot and fresh and just like, you know, like the Tinder and the couples that had been married for longer were enjoying sex way more. And Mm. it's because of that freedom that comes with getting to know somebody and creating a sex that is totally unique to you. Whereas Mm. if you're in the hookup culture, you don't have the liberty to kind of get to know somebody. You're just kind of reenacting either what you saw or what you've done before with a new person trying out new stuff. And it's, it's not real. Nothing's real. You're putting on I mean, a show. Yeah. That's the best you can do. Cause it's like, I mean, you're performing. Yeah. It's just like, you only have one, one <laughs> instance with this person, right? So what, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all, it's all, it's all really the pretense for it is all 
false. And that's what, again, porn teaches you to really just pretend, you know, mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. make it all a show. But mm-hmm. the, the real exchange isn't made. The exchange of connecting at the deepest level to where intuitively, like I've been experiencing a lot with my wife lately, just like, um, that sex is so much beyond the body. It's hard to explain what it is if, if you're not kind of like spiritually inclined, right? But there's like an exchange happening. There's a higher dimension of sex and it will always elude you if you rely on sex to edu- or uh, porn to educate you. Um, you mm-hmm. won't ever get to that point at all because yeah. you'll be chasing after moves like, hey, try this move. Maybe that'll make me good. No, it's not enough. I n- Try this move, tr- do this, wear this. And it's like, it's all sexual fast food. But the long form true sex is, uh, is really building this, you know, my wife and I, we've been married for over eight years now. It took us maybe seven and a half <laughs> years to kind of build uh, a rhythm that really like we're both really into. So imagine that, that porn does not teach you that at all. It teaches mm-hmm. you have sex now because your body wants it. And it doesn't think anything about what, what is your sex going to be like in 10 years? It should only get better. It should only get yeah. better. Yeah. So that's, with three ways in which porn is a bad form of education about sex. Let's end with, so where can people go to learn about sex? Like what, what are like the healthy ways to expand your mind to learn how to create a really great sexual relationship? Well, this is a great time to push my new uh, YouTube channel called <laughs> Puppet Show Sex, uh, where I show people out of sex with puppets. Uh, I don't, well... Again, we brought this up in the last myth-busting episode, but people, talking to people, people who are in healthy relationships, because they will give you a more in-depth answer about what sex really is. Don't try to learn on an online course, and if, especially if you're single, because it's just transactional. It's like uh, intellectual. But you talk, it's like the difference between... Um, Hey, what was World War II like? And, and then you read a book about World War II or you ask a veteran who was there and you say, what was World War II like? And they take you there. They were there and they take you there. It's like you are all in and you can feel what they feel. And that's why humans are so amazing because we tell stories. So to plug into somebody as well that you feel that you can trust to, to ask these deep questions, that's where you'll really get the, the contours of what is re- sex really. You know, what can it be? Because it's not always great. Sometimes it's very complicated and that's important to know too. And that's real education is learning from people's experience. And yeah, it's, and, and not just from real, like people in your life, like actually having a conversation with someone, not, oh, let me go on this forum and see what people said and experience or let me ask on Reddit. But like, yeah, yeah, but like sex is, it's, it's not. Not to, so sex. It's not just. It's about connection, and and doesn't have to mean in a weird way like having sex with other people, but like the world of sex. It's like to experience it in relationship with the people who are important to you, and yeah, who you who you trust and who care about your well being and care about you having a great healthy sexual relationship. That's a whole. That's all part of healthy sexuality. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, I mean, people is always the answer. If you can, um, you know, ask people. And if you can't try to find people that you can, you should always have somebody in your life that you can talk to about deep stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have any role models, well, guess what? You need them. We all do. You need real people. Um, mm-hmm. they help us to understand what's possible. And when they're really healthy and a good place, it shows us the possibility that we can have a healthy, in this case, healthy sex life with a mm-hmm. long-term spouse. So. 
seek these people out and plug into them and ask them, you know, what, what's it like? And um, that's real education. And if you are married, you know, talking to other couples is really important. Um, taking, taking, you know, like the marriage course and stuff like that is really great. Um, but it's, it's honestly so helpful to hear from other elder couples. And, you know, if you're a younger couple, then to have other, cause there's common struggles that people face and they're like, I thought I was the only one, right? As if the postpartum depression, like all sorts of stuff. It's very common, a lot more than we would suspect, but if we don't talk about it. We never know. Yeah. There you have it, folks. That's our answer. So. Check out our new YouTube channel, Puppet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we hope that's useful. And yeah, if always you can connect to us, right? You know, this is our world. It's why we do this. If you really have nowhere else to to go to, to you know, you have no one you're comfortable with to discuss about sex and get all your questions answered. You know, that's what we're building is a community of people who can comfortably share and talk about these things. So connect with us or at highnoon.org developing a whole platform for people to be able to connect about these specific topics and get their questions answered. Yeah. We love you guys. We want you get it's it's all about connecting. Uh sex is about connecting with the person you're with and then uh sexuality is about connecting to people you love, trust and respect about sex and that's how God starts to work really cool miracles in our life. So reach out to us, reach out to somebody, connect and if you want to join High Noon Connect, go to highnoon.org and find out more. It's a really cool service. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Hey, before you go, I wanted you to consider checking out High Noon Connect. So if you go to our website, highnoon.org, you'll notice, first of all, we have a brand new website, which is beautiful. And also you'll notice that there's the opportunity to join High Noon Connect. The essence of what High Noon is morphing into is a community. We are better together and sexual integrity involves other people, okay? If you're struggling with pornography, you need the help of brothers and sisters, of people in a community dedicated to helping lift you up. And even if you're not, if you're in a relationship and you just want more intimacy, more love, more joy, or if you're single and you just want to be a person that can live according to their values in the area of sexuality and you want to be around a group of people who are fighting in the same way, then please go to highnoon.org and sign up for High Noon Connect. There's a free version and a paid version. We want to make this as accessible as possible. And we're a nonprofit, so we're not trying to make a buck here. We're just trying to create a community off of Facebook that gives a focused conversation, focused energy, focused attention on building sexual integrity as a cultural intention. So go to highnoon.org. We'll see you there.